You're listening to the Her Leadership Coach Podcast for the quietly determined career woman who's looking to step up into her first or next level leadership role. If you're looking to make a bigger, more positive difference in your organization, you've come to the right place. Well, hello, welcome in. It's Rochelle. On today's episode of Her Leadership Coach, we are speaking with Rafaela Asan. And we are talking about, ladies, we are talking about clothing, which is um, like a different conversation and I think an important one. So I'm really excited to chat about this today. So Rafaela, I'm going to just check in with you. Who are you? Where (laughs) have you been? Um, No, what's your career journey been to get you to this point around, you know, helping women with clothing, with helping us step into our power in corporate and other leadership roles. Yes, absolutely. Um, So I'm an architect and I recently became one. Actually, it took me about 10 years. It's a really long road. And in the meanwhile, I also developed a passion for style and fashion, but also for photography. So I am kind of one of those multi-passionate sort of people. Um, So I became a portrait photographer while becoming an architect. And all of this kind of is stemming from the same place, which is all about this passion to help people um, and specifically empower women. So with my photography, that's exactly when that started with like, you know, taking amazing portraits of women and showing them how beautiful they can be. And that in its own is an incredibly empowering and inspiring experience. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's something I realized very quickly that through working as an architect, but also just, you know, interacting with women in my photo shoots, realizing that actually this whole style aspect is really important. And a lot of women don't feel comfortable in themselves and their bodies. And it's nothing to do with your body, actually. It's just, you can do so many little things to just improve how you look and it would immediately change the way you see yourself. And that has nothing to do with changing your body. Uh, so it's for me, it's all about empowering females. And how I got here was through a long journey of kind of being surrounded by women who don't really feel themselves and who don't really appreciate themselves or equally other women who feel that they need to kind of be very, very masculine in their roles to be taken seriously. So I think for me, my my passion is very much helping women step into their power and see that they don't have to be someone else, but they can be themselves, their yes. best version of themselves. Yes, yeah. yes, I love that. Um, I, I love this thread of style between mm-hmm. architecture and photography and then fashion um, and how you've, you know, that thread has just flowed through all of these seemingly disparate pieces of your career. Um, but there is, yeah, there is that thread there. Is there a way that it, within your architecture hat that you can help to empower women? Like, do you tie that in there as well? Um, yeah, I mean, especially at work, I have quite a few women who are um, who I mentor in my position, and, and that's like the most amazing experience because you see some other women just kind of grow into the next generation of leaders, and equally within my role, I'm I'm still. Um, working my way up myself and I'm looking to other role models and you know it's it's a really interesting piece there because there aren't very many women in construction there are a lot of female architects nowadays but actually not that many in senior positions Mm. and so for me my passion is also being able to help others kind of pull them up and you know show them that there's a path ahead and equally I look for my own inspiration to find someone else who would be a role model for me 
Um, and I do find that actually it's been really difficult to find women I necessarily connect with because mm. Mm, traditionally the women who actually end up in senior positions tend to have given up the idea of family, given up femininity, or maybe that's just not who they are. And that's totally fine. Um, but I do find that actually I feel like I'm lacking someone who is just a really feminine boss you know someone I can aspire to and say you're a mother but you're badass and you're doing all of this and you know it, it doesn't happen very often no. um, so yeah within that role I'm super passionate about helping other younger women kind of inspire them and show them that there is a way forward and you don't have to fit into a specific mold to actually get ahead um, so yeah, it's a little bit of finding my path through it, but also helping others through that. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. And look, that's what I think leadership is, right? It's it's about never stopping learning. You, you know, yeah. there's always someone you can learn off and it's about bringing other people along with you on the journey. And I think, yeah, that's leadership in a nutshell. <laughs> so amazing <laughs> job. Um, and I look, I hear that we we are still in a world where a lot of women in leadership have masculine traits whether that's where they started and that's um you know why they have ended up where they are or whether they have molded themselves into it to end up where they are um i you know i certainly don't judge them either way because we're still in a world that is male dominated in leadership terms um and because of you know gender bias and um we we have that affinity bias where we like people that are like us. And yes. so the women that are more masculine uh, traits are going to be, you know, more likely to get ahead. And yet the fact that they're there, I think, is still helpful, right? Because then Absolutely. from their affinity bias, even though we may not be as masculine oriented as them, we are still more like them than we are the men <laughs> so yeah I think exactly. it's, you know, it's starting to it's shift and- yeah, they're, they're paving the way forward and yes. we just need to keep kind of introducing change into yes. that you know like you can't just let that kind of be the way it is but you got to just keep pushing those boundaries and because they've already paved the way it's a lot easier yes. we just have to make sure we're not getting stagnant and we're still making sure everybody else that wouldn't have a voice can also now have one yeah exactly exactly and I love seeing you know um, women on the world stage that are more feminine now that Mm -hmm. are really helping to uh, show us that it's possible and I yeah I'm so glad that we've got women like that in the world so it's just yeah it's just a matter of time we just need to keep chipping away and trying (laughs) Uh, which brings us into I guess that the first question is Part of that chipping away and keeping on trying requires us as women to have the confidence to do that in an environment where we're not necessarily encouraged to do that. Yeah. Uh, and one of your, um, I guess, I- ideas or-, or ways of seeing the world is that we can do that, gain that confidence through our wardrobe. And so I'd love to you to hear you, you know, what have you got to say around that sort of stuff? How does that work? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, confidence is a, it comes from inside and outside, I think. Um, so inside, you have to know that you're able to do the job that you want to do, right? So you can't really do it and you can't just project it. Well, you can, absolutely. You can be overconfident without having skills. But, you know, many of us um, are very skilled but we tend to be afraid to project that and show the world that we have that um, and we're very humble about things you know and and I think first of all you just need to feel confident within yourself so you know you can pull off the job that you want 
to have or that you have and you're really good at it you just need to have that inherent knowledge and that's from your years of experience of doing the role you know and you're fully aware of kind of where you stand we always have imposter syndrome so I'm not counting that bit like I I know that's always going to be there Um, and this is just that bit where you kind of have that moment where you listen to your voice and you know like I actually am doing this really well or I could have done that better or even like, you know, when you hear someone else speaking and you're like, I know the answer, I know what I would do here. You know, though that's that inner confidence in your abilities. What we need to do is just work on helping you bring that out because without being able to project a confidence and an air of confidence, it's very hard for other people to notice you and to not just notice you, but also to respect you because it's like having that air of confidence means you respect yourself. Mm-hmm. And that will encourage others to treat you in the same way, right? So if we're treating ourselves as invisible, how can we expect other people to see us, right? (laughs) So we need to make sure that we know we're able to do everything, but it's more just like making sure that we feel that way and we feel that way in a way that changes how we walk, in a way that changes how we talk to people. And that comes from feeling great, you know? When you feel good about yourself, you're automatically going to be smiling. People can hear a smile in your voice. They can see it, obviously, in your face. It's your body movement, language. All of that is there. Um, and I really strongly believe that part of that is coming through the way you dress. Um, so the way you dress will obviously affect a lot of how you feel about yourself in the morning in particular. Like if you, all of us have things we don't love about our bodies, and that's completely normal, you know? Um, but it's, it's important to realize that, A, you don't have to change it um, to look good and to feel good. <laughs> um, and that literally just dressing in a way that accentuates your figure or does something that helps you kind of feel really great is going to do wonders for your confidence. It's going to do wonders for how you walk. It's going to do wonders for how you speak to people and interact with others. So, I mean, I noticed for myself, like if days when I feel like I've dressed amazingly or like I'm boss today, <laughs> you know, I feel good. I look good. Even if I don't look good by the end of the day, it doesn't matter because I started the day. <laughs> great. <laughs> and then when I walk, you know, I just feel like my back is straight. I just immediately I get up and I'm like, oh, yeah, shoulders back. Do I walk like that normally if I'm in like really casual wear? No, I don't. Yeah. You know, I slouch. <laughs> so, so like just that little bit of like wearing something that makes you feel great is going to make you walk better. It's going to make you look better. It's going to make you feel better about yourself because mm-hmm. you don't see those flaws anymore. You just see greatness. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, I love that. And I, and I definitely feel that as well. I think there's some mornings that I will change clothes three times until I'm like yes that's it that's the one I need today to like it just feels right you're you're right you sort of feel like you're stepping into something um something that you like almost like that you want to own that day whatever it is that you want to own that day that's what you're stepping into so I love that that's it Um, like I frequently just stress for my mood like what do I need to do today and like how do I need to feel or how do I feel today in a good way and how can I accentuate that sometimes I'm feeling funky it's just like let's just wear something a bit more bold today why not yeah Uh, and that helps you stay in that mood which is great because then maybe it makes you make bolder decisions maybe you're less afraid to do something today yeah it's it's really it's really empowering actually yeah and people notice people really notice and maybe that sometimes women kind of are afraid of people noticing them. So it might feel uncomfortable at first to be noticed. Uh, But I do think it's very uplifting because when you get a comment with like, 
I love your walk. Like, I know it's you because I can hear that walk. Or, you know, someone high up says, like, you have great style. And, like, you know, someone's noticed you, even if you are still climbing your way and you feel invisible and they shouldn't have ever even known your name. Mm. They've noticed you. And I think mm. that immediately makes you think, okay, I'm on their radar. That's a good thing, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and, and they're showing their approval. Another check mark. <laughs> so. Yeah. It just immediately starts to kind of open doors and make you feel better. And that's the important thing there. Yeah, yeah. And I think, you know, as when we are socialized to stay humble and stay in the background and be the supporting characters, uh, and that's not what gets us to leadership roles. That's not what gets us promoted. And it's really difficult to um, shift your mindset from that socialization to actually I can allow my light to shine. Like it's actually important to allow my light to shine and I love that you know using your wardrobe as a step in that direction Mm -hmm. um is a really like empowering way to to do that uh and I also love that idea of boldness and like you know what mood am I in today but tying that back to something you said earlier around okay what's what's my best self so not like what mood am I in today I'm depressed I'm gonna wear black and (laughs) just like (laughs) <laughs> what mood am I in today as my best self is probably yes. the question you want to ask in the morning. Precisely that. Yeah. And, you know, in that bit about like, you should be stepping into your light because you, you kind of need to do that. You know, it's not just for yourself. It's especially if you're a nurturing person who is there to help a lot of people, which as a leader, you should already have those elements to your personality. You should care about others. You should actually want to bring people up with you and if you already have that it's almost it's almost the next step is that you have to show up for them and maybe that's an easier way to kind of also start thinking of it rather than for me like you know like rather than thinking selfishly as sometimes we might think of it as that you're thinking about the others and that makes it a little bit easier and also style is a really um I guess it's an easier way to show up like I know dressing a little bit more boldly can be scary sometimes or stepping outside of your comfort zone but you're not literally saying anything to anybody you're not doing anything different to anybody else so I think that's still an easier stepping stone than trying to say like become more outgoing and speak to more people or join more events and do more talks you know like something like style where it's like literally making small changes to your wardrobe to improve things and eventually maybe you become to get to a much more comfortable stage with being bolder with your wardrobe but you don't have to be and I think that's an easier kind of way into like gaining that confidence and then also having the confidence to speak out having like feeling comfortable in doing that Mm. being seen in a room Mm. Mm. okay so (laughs) let's say uh we're not particularly good with fashion let's say it's not a not necessarily a passion or um you know it's not something that we've naturally picked up where do we start how do we start looking at what do I look good in what's going to help me bring confidence to my day yeah so I think the one most important thing is just understanding your body shape Mm -hmm. so once you have an understanding of that and having it's just kind of There's nothing you can do about your body shape, but understanding it helps you understand where you need to make some changes to your clothes so that you can flatter yourself best. Mm -hmm. So that really gives you that um, basic set of principles that you can follow 
And every time you go shopping, you just know what to look out for. Mm -hmm. So knowing that, for example, if you're pear-shaped, that means your hips are a lot wider. So what do you need to do to make yourself look like an hourglass? You literally just need to broaden your shoulders. So when you go shopping, you just look for things with shoulder pads or some shoulder detailing or puff sleeves or something like that. It makes it a lot easier because all you need to do is kind of balance the area out that you're kind of the biggest in, in a way. Um, so it's really not about changing your body. It's not about putting things on that make you feel really restricted in any way. Mm. It's just about making sure that both the top and the bottom kind of look balanced and are roughly around the same kind of width. Mm -hmm. It's a very simple principle there. But understanding that already tells you, like, I need to look out for tops like this. I need to look out for bottoms that are more like this. So that narrows things down a little bit. When you see someone wearing something really frilly, and it looks beautiful on them, you start to realize that maybe that just wouldn't work for your body shape. And that's why you don't feel good in it when you try it on. <laughs> yes. So not so much attention to the fashion trend, <laughs> oh, um, although no, that no. can come into it. But first yeah. start with, okay, what's my body shape? Um, and, and then it sounds like in there you're saying what we want to do is get to a balanced, yeah. um, we want to have a balanced shape with our clothes helping us out to do that and so regardless of where we're starting from that's where we want to get to um so do you want to just quickly touch on what the different body shapes are and maybe give a tip for for each one so we've done the pear shape with the you know widen your shoulders a little bit what other body shapes are there and what's the tip for each one yeah so the next one would be a strawberry shape which is having broader shoulders or a bigger bust and then a very slim hips in comparison to that mm-hmm. um so we kind of have to do the opposite there you're not trying to broaden your shoulders in any way you're trying to let that kind of be the, as slim as you can make it uh, so that means don't add too much volume with any of your clothes and then that means you kind of have to add volume to the bottom so it kind of lines up so it's just more having more frilly skirts or dresses or layers or even just um pleated pants work really well because they just add volume and, and that's it. It's very simple tips like that. It's just making sure that your bottom is now a bit more voluminous and we just don't do much to the top. Very straightforward. There are obviously things you can do if you have a large bust and you don't feel comfortable in it. Mostly it's V-necks. Open your chest up a little bit. Um, that helps break it up and just reduces the apparent size of your of your bust. Not to say go inappropriate with it. You know, there are levels. <laughs> Um, and let's see other body shapes we have rectangles which are which tend to be a bit more athletic women um so they have a really athletic build but they just don't have a very strong um waistline so Mm -hmm. it's not very defined Mm -hmm. um i feel like this is probably one of the easier figures to kind of um manage just because what you need to do is add volume to the top and the bottom Mm -hmm. Uh, but generally a lot of styles as trends come and go tend to have a lot of that as a yeah. feature so like again you can do puffy sleeves you can do puffy dresses uh you could do pleats you can do a lot of stuff like that and just making sure that what you do is just emphasize a small waist in comparison to broader shoulders and a more voluminous bottom mm-hmm. so we're just bringing everything to look more like a, an hourglass which essentially is just a very small waist and then broader hips and shoulders yeah um, and then the next one would be an apple shape, which is you tend to gain weight around your stomach area and, and around your back as well. So it tends to be more um, of a flatter bottom, but you probably have a pretty good sized chest and your tummy is probably one of your kind of problem areas, let's say. 
Uh, you probably have very nice slim legs and possibly very slim arms as well. Mm -hmm. um, so what you would do, because in, in this situation, your widest area is your um, is your waist. So what we need to do, very similar to a rectangle, is actually just broaden your shoulders and broaden your your hips again. So that way your waist appears smaller. So very similar tips there. It's just obviously the body shape will be different. Um, that's nuances in that situation. Mm -hmm. And then you have your hourglass figure, which is already very well balanced. So what we need to do is not disturb the balance. So it's probably one of the easiest ones again, because most high street stores actually cater to this figure, mm -hmm. um, which is to say they just basically, if you take a mannequin, you just look at what the shape is. That's how they design their clothes. <laughs> so if you already have an hourglass shape, you're already in the right direction. Yeah. Uh, you might have a bigger bust or a bigger, you know, bigger hips than your typical store hourglass shape, but you're already very well balanced. So if you ever add really puffy sleeves, then just make sure you have a little bit more volume with a skirt or pants. Um, if you're going a bit more slim with everything and really fitted, then you can go ahead and be more fitted. So it's just about not disturbing the balance. Don't add volume on one area because that would make you look a little bit smaller in the other. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> yeah awesome. I love those tips. Um, and I think like, so for, for those listening, I think it's great to like experiment, right? I'm a, I'm a big proponent of experimenting on everything. And so go and experiment with these tips and see how they feel for you. Um, even though it sounds a little bit, uh, you know, like, oh, what, we have to look like an hourglass who said, and yet that's how we've been socialized. That's how we've been brought up. It's not necessarily right. It's just it, mm. right? And mm. so it will feel better to us to look like that because it's all the images that we've been brought up with our entire life. However, if you look in the mirror and you're like, no, I don't feel better, then don't do it. Hundred like, percent. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Like I yeah. think I have a lot of people telling me, like, well, I think women should be able to wear whatever they want. Yes. It's like I have no problem with that. Please yeah. wear whatever you want. If it makes you feel great, wear it. Yes. Like I will never tell you not to wear something just because mm. it doesn't fit the fashion rules. The rules are there as guidelines to help you understand where you can start and how you can get to a point where it's probably going to feel pretty good. If it doesn't feel great, yeah, do something else. Yeah. But absolutely, like use it as a starting point, as a guideline. And once you start to understand what's working for you and what isn't working then you just go further into that right yeah. but you know sometimes it's like once you understand the whole hourglass shape is really just to create some level of curve and show that you're you've got a female body as opposed to more masculine body yeah. like and then you start to see how clothes affect that and what types of clothes how they would fit on you it makes it just so much easier to shop because you just start to understand once you understand you can do a lot with it you can yeah. break it afterwards you know you can say well actually typically that shape doesn't work on me or i just don't like how that looks yes i hate frills i don't have to wear frills <laughs> yeah yeah, exactly. yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I love that. So yeah, t don't take this as gospel. Take this as like, try it, see how you feel in it, and then experiment with whatever. Um, but the main point is find your confidence point within your clothes and then exactly. repeat, right? Then, yeah. then stick to that um, until you get bored, of, of course. But yeah, one of the one of my best realizations, I think many years ago now, was that I wear V-necks and I know 
every time I get swayed to buy a t-shirt that has a round neck, like I will not wear it. It doesn't matter how much I love it in the shop. I will not wear it. And so <laughs> I just like stop buying them. Don't buy it. I know to buy V-neck. So it makes my job a lot easier when I'm going shopping just to go, no, that, that's out, that's out, that's out. What's left? Yeah. Um, and some shops don't stop V-necks at all. I'm just like, okay. I know, I know. Shop. It's even just winter, like now it's winter in the UK or uh-huh. getting to be. And, you know, I'm just looking for sweaters and it's still hard to find V-necks. And it's like, there's only like three types of necks. They have <laughs> turtlenecks, crew neck, and apparently V-neck is still like a scarcity. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't understand. It's not like there's a lack of big busted women around. So Yeah, that's it. Yeah, there's a um, lot. <laughs> there's yeah. a lot we could go through. Yes, yes. Um, so I love that, Raffaella. I think like such good advice, just um, give give it a try. But the main thing is to find what you feel confident in um, or bold or, um, you know, whatever else you want to feel that day as your best self mm-hmm. and wear that and step into your power while you're wearing it. Exactly. Wonderful. Exactly. Okay, I've got two questions for you as we start to wrap up. So the first one is, what do you know now that you wish you knew earlier? Yeah, so I think it's just that not everyone's got everything together, no matter how amazing it must look. You know, you look at your role models and you think, how do they do that? Yes. And then you speak to them and they're like, you look up to me? <laughs> <laughs> what? Why? <laughs> and it's quite funny because, you know, they're human. We don't really always see people as human because we see all the amazing things they accomplish and how put together they seem to be and how calm they seem to be in in times of stress, maybe. Um, And we just don't realize that actually they're probably super stressed in the background. There's probably a mountain of things going on in their lives uh, that we just don't know about. We don't see. We don't see how much they freak out about things just like we do, you know, so just remembering that people are human and even if they're like 10 steps ahead of you and they seem to be doing everything perfectly not everything is going that way Mm. and it's a good reminder um, especially when we feel like we just don't have our shit together yeah Uh, it's a great reminder to know that not no one else does either exactly I also think it's a good reminder that you are someone else's role model like if you've been in your career for any length of time and you are not at the bottom anymore, then someone else is looking at you as that person that's got their shit together. So like exactly. just, yeah, I, I think it's really helpful to remember that when you're making choices every day, oh, what would I do if I was someone's role model right now? Like what would yeah. I want them to do? And therefore this is what I need to do. So I love Absolutely. that. It's, yeah, And it's such a big realisation to to help you understand that actually getting to where I want to get to is really achievable because these women that are ahead of me are not superstars. They're, they're just like me. Yeah. yeah. Fantastic realization. Love it. Okay. Last question. What is your leadership mantra? So the thing that you say to keep yourself on that self-leadership track. This is a bit less of a mantra, but it's something that I remember that I constantly go back to and it's treat your colleagues the way you want the way you would treat your clients Um, and that's something I learned a few years ago and somebody was saying like architects are not professional at all I was like what do you mean we're so professional and he was like you guys treat each other like crap (laughs) and 
But to your clients, of course, everything is perfect. But that doesn't matter if you cannot treat your colleagues the same way. And that resonated with me so much because I realized that's exactly how I felt in my workplace. Not to say that it was just this terrible workplace, but we definitely have one way of treating each other, which is very different from how we speak to our clients. And since then, it's become my kind of mantra exactly to like every single person I speak to at work, I treat them with kindness, respect, and the same level of respect I would have towards my clients. And that way I know that they feel valued, that they feel like I'm not adding pressure onto them just because, you know, even I'm not necessarily in charge of a lot of people, but uh, it's really important that they feel as equal to you and mm-hmm. that they feel that you are there and you're listening and you respect them. Yeah. And and that's just it. Treat them the way you would treat your clients, which yeah. is, you know, we go above and beyond for our clients. Why mm-hmm. can't we do that for each other? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That is such a good mantra. I love mm-hmm. it. Um, I can think of many industries where that will apply. Uh, and yeah, I, I think that idea of why why don't our colleagues deserve the same amount of respect? Of course they do. So um, fantastic. Very good. Okay. So you, um, I know you have something that you would love to offer our lovely listeners today. So do you want to tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, absolutely. So I developed this short uh, style guide. It's a guide to help you find your personal style. So, you know, step two, after you figured out your body shape and you understand what fits really well for you, the next step is just figuring out what's you, you know, like figuring out what makes what feels like the right thing for you to wear. Um, That's color, pattern, um, frills, no frills, just elements like that. I think all of that, you know, we never really stop to think about it. And this guide that I've created is all about reflection. Mm -hmm. Um, So it is quite quick to do. It's It's a lot of like tick boxes in the sense of like, do you like this or do you not like this? Just tick the ones you like. And now you already have a sense of like, what things to look out for in the future mm-hmm. um, but a bit of it is definitely an exercise and, and a self-reflection exercise because you need to understand who are you mm-hmm. and who do you want to be seen as mm-hmm. and hopefully it's still the same person um, <laughs> it should be the same person it's yeah. very important it's the same person mm-hmm. um, but that helps guide you going forward into those choices that you can make to help you elevate, especially your work style. So just figure out what your style is and how that applies to your work. So do you want to project a confident person? Do you want to be a grounded person? Do you, you know, and all of that kind of helps you through this guide with understanding, okay, actually maybe these colors are best for that Mm -hmm. and they resonate with me Mm -hmm. and who I am Mm -hmm. and I like them. (laughs) So it's important that you, you kind of go through it from the perspective of, you know, what do you want to achieve with your style, but also how does it represent you best? Yes. Yeah. This guide kind of helps you get there and essentially just creates a mood board at the end. So you can take that shopping and just remember the bits that you like. Awesome. Amazing. That sounds so good. I'm going to have to get a copy of that myself. (laughs) Uh, Rafaela, thank you so much. Um, So much information in there and the gift sounds amazing. So I hope everyone uh, takes advantage of that. Uh, I will pop the link to that in the show notes. So it will be really easy for you to just click and get it. And I will also um, pop a link to where you can find Rafaela easiest to connect with her, which is where, which is the best place. I think Instagram is probably the best place for LinkedIn. It's also great. Okay. Uh, LinkedIn, my name is Rafaela Hassan. 
um <laughs> we'll hopefully have that written down we will, yeah, we, will <laughs> we will link to linkedin uh, because yes names are just too difficult yeah. so uh podcast yeah. is not the greatest for that. <laughs> uh, yeah. um Raphael, i really appreciate your time today thank you so much for joining us thank you so much it's been an absolute pleasure i could speak for ages with you <laughs> thanks for joining me this week i hope you enjoyed that interview as much as i did If you want to continue the conversation about today's topic or anything to do with being a leader from the inside out, come and join us in the Women in Leadership Facebook group. You'll find the link to join in the show notes as well as the links to connect with today's wonderful guest. If you got value out of this episode, I would love it if you could share it with others. And of course, if you've been listening to podcasts for any amount of time, you'll know that rating the show and leaving a review helps others to find the show and I would really appreciate that. Until next week, continue to lead the way her way.